We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I saw a tweet that was like, every family has that sister that thinks she's going to be a millionaire but has no plan. And I was like, fuck, that's me. But that's called ambition. I've never had a plan. That's that's I'm called going to manifest a yeah. million dollars into yeah. my life. <laughs> you got you have a vision and that's mm-hmm. that's half the battle. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson and I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> this is so weird. This I, We haven't done, I think we've only done this once that we record far away from one another. For those that don't know, I'm in Florida because my dog gave us all a bit of a scare. He was seemed really sick last week, so I flew over here to be with him while my parents are in England, and now he's making my life hell. As he should. As he should. He, he's, he's earned a, it. He's a diva. Yeah, he earned it. That's what I admire about him. Me too. Girl boss. <laughs> the the original girl boss. Um. Anyway, I miss you, Liz. It feels I like it's been... Too. It's been... It feels like three weeks even though it has no two weeks. i think it, it's been two weeks yeah it's been like two and a half weeks because i was supposed to record with you last week and then i got the news about rough oh, right yeah. before i was going over and then you, you and mr liz I, I started listening to the beginning of the episode you guys are so funny he's such a unprofessional i'm <laughs> used to dealing with you and i was just like oh my god <laughs> You know, that's I'm I, about to fire him from the job. <laughs> I, I pay him under the table. So you appreciate me because I know how much of a mess I am to deal with. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's all about perspective, baby. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's definitely much easier recording with you. <laughs> with okay, you. well, that's that's great. We have some fun stuff to talk about. There's been a lot happening in the, the old the old media. I, I want you to take the reins here. Because I'm oh excited God. to hear about what I always love when you are like, I have a topic for you and I don't know what it's going to be. Oh, my God. Because it's like Christmas. It literally is. Well, so, OK, the first topic was well, I was most excited to talk about this last week. And then that obviously got derailed. But it's still happening. Is the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift. Their celebrity name is Trailer, which is the best <laughs> celebrity name I have ever 
hurt in my life. I just don't care. Like, I don't really, when celebrities are dating, I'm like, that's fun. It's when they break up that I'm sad. Like, I don't really care if they're dating, but if, if things are going well and I admire them and then they like get divorced, like when Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris got divorced before Chris Pratt became nuts. Yeah. Before he had the Chris Prattification of Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was so bummed. I was like, oh, I loved them. Yeah. This is disappointing. But um, you don't care when they're together. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Oh, you don't. So you don't invest anything into it. Exactly. Heard. That's Heard. also how I feel about the Kardashians. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that's, that's really a very healthy a feeling. That's a healthy that's, approach for celebrities. Good for you. Um, I do have a few controversial yet brave um, takes on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So I kind of think it's maybe lightly a PR thing. Um, because and listen. PR couples, they still like each other, you know? They still enjoy, like, dating and stuff, but I think it's just not that serious. And Taylor Swift is at the peak of her career right now. Mm -hmm. So anything that is happening is, like, for other people to have their name associated with her is a positive, except for Joe Jonas. (laughs) Yeah. See, listen, when Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner announced their split I was disappointed about that and then now I'm even more disappointed that Joe Jonas is being a little bitch yeah Um, fuck but to refocus on Taylor Swift she's just like the level of celebrity that she has accomplished is just larger than I think anyone can fully comprehend oh yeah like the amount there I saw someone say like There is no one who has heard of Travis Kelsey that has not heard of Taylor Swift. Like, I didn't know who the fuck this guy was Mm because I don't watch sports. So the annoying things that I see are like these little barstool bitch ass men complaining that I don't understand. Like these girls are acting like Taylor Swift is better than Travis Kelsey. And it's not that she's like better it's she's more accomplished and successful and no one knows that better than travis kelsey Uh uh-huh like to i saw another woman explaining it for him to square up to the most unhinged and dedicated fan base and pursue a public relationship with taylor swift at the height of her career he knows damn well he is not the one who's the most successful person in this relationship and His jersey sales increased by 400%. I saw that. Insane. Um, And I have seen the theory that when you look up Taylor Swift jets, it used to be um, her jet fuel emission. (laughs) And now something completely different shows up. And it's kind of similar with Joe Jonas' ring because it used to be pictures of him not wearing his ring and then now it's his ring camera, like Joe Jonas ring camera footage. And I, I haven't looked into that too much. But Ew, allegedly ugh, that some messy. I know. And uh, I mean, at what point is that also just kind of like a PR move of like, oh, we need to change the SEO on this bit because it makes you look bad. You know? Damn. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really fucking annoying that men are so bent out of shape about women like teasing them about like it's so amazing that like no one knew who Travis Kelsey was until now <laughs> and 
And then I was telling Mr. Liz about that. We were talking about it. He actually brought it up to me. And then I was like, I thought about doing that to you. And he was like, I would have believed you because I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> and it's, but everybody it's knows just, who Taylor Swift is. And that's yeah. exactly the fucking point. And it's not anything personal. And then like for for these same exact guys to be the ones who are preaching their annoyance and frustration that women like don't understand their little hobbies and sports and interests and whatever, and then be upset when they finally are interested because now our interests are overlapping and then they have a problem with it. Well, it's because we're not not interested in the way that they want us to be interested in it. Yeah. That's why. And then they're also like, this is very good for the NFL too. Oh yeah, they're they're like playing into it. They changed their Twitter to NFL Taylor's version. Yeah, they're, this they're is like, like all she of could, the coverage. She could like, buy the NFL. <laughs> oh, and the men are so mad about it. The the little football fans. And I just I, I this is just another moment where we need to sit here and like reflect and be like, is it that fucking serious? Because it's not. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just I for mean, fun. It's a fun little distraction from how much everything else sucks. It's it's just a bunch of dudes throwing a ball around a field. They act like it's a fucking like like we're like stomping on the flag. You know what I mean? <laughs> I the extent of the knowledge that I had about Travis Kelsey before this moment was Hot that dating show that he had. Guy. Oh, he had he a ha- dating show? Yeah, he had he was he yeah, had this show anything. in like 2012 called Catching Kelsey and it was like he was like a bachelor and it was like a bunch of women trying to date him. That was the extent of the knowledge that I had. And then he has this segment. So his podcast is him and his brother. And they have a segment on the show called No Stupid Questions. And it's just like people get to just ask whatever question they want about football. Like what is offsides? Like what is how do you how do you get a touchdown? What's a field goal? That's so cute. I know. And they just like and they're not like, oh, what's a fucking touchdown? Like they're just like, this is how you get a field goal. And they explain it. And like this is the first time at least in like modern history that like girls that don't like football are able to sit next to their boyfriends and like be interested have, be interested and like ask questions and like the fact that Travis Kelsey and his brother I think his name's Jason are like they have this segment like no stupid questions like they want people to get involved he like went out of his way to go to a taylor swift concert and make a bracelet with his number on it to try and like shoot his shot and then like how could you not be a little endeared by that like how could you not be like oh my god this like actually really hot football player is enthusiastic about pursuing me and then i'm sure like he has a great personality to go along with it. Like he seems very charismatic. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was obviously like, well, Mr. Liz was also, I, when I was like, I think it might be a PR thing. He was like, absolutely not. Like they walked in holding hands together. Like, and do you know what a big risk that is for someone to like pursue Taylor Swift, like so publicly. And I was like, that's a very good point. Like celebrities don't often like publicly, announce their relationships until it's like established you know right they're not not showing they're casually dating someone so no and like it's a risk for him also that like if if this ends badly like he's ruined (laughs) you know because like that's just how it goes like Uh joe alwyn is being her ex is being 
dragged now with all this Travis Kelsey stuff because like he's Oof. Travis Kelsey is like pursuing her like in the public eye he's like doing all of these things to get her attention and like Joe Alwyn said her name like a time the past like seven years yeah, they, they were, were very very private about their relationship right and like he's being like villainized now because like Travis Kelsey is like doing all of this stuff like that like Joe never did and that's just how it goes now with like if you and Taylor Swift date like you're kind of fucked afterward like I don't think he, she has any public ex that anyone looks back on fondly mm-hmm. so I feel like just kind of like you know going along with it for like the like the business is just mm-hmm. not a good like not a good business plan for anybody but who knows I mean everything I feel like everything is for the bottom line even yeah. Miss Taylor Swift there are so many pluses for for her in this situation well and like I think that her participation in kind of like the NFL scene now is obviously very good for the NFL but I also think it's good for her um because of her giant international tour <laughs> Yeah. And then I also think um, it's a positive because she, like, is liberal in a sense. Like, I know she's not as vocal. And I actually was reflecting on this because I was like, why doesn't she speak up more? And then I know in her documentary, there's a scene where she's discussing with her parents and a few other people, like probably her publicists, um, about how she did want to take a stance against um a republican candidate running in i can't remember if it was tennessee i think it was yeah um and she got emotional about it because i think she has to realize her very influential impact on people and not want to interfere with that mm-hmm. so i like in in a way like we do end up making it a celebrity's responsibility to like be (laughs) declare their 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 stance on politics and I understand that a little bit but then I also understand like not (laughs) wanting that to be the focus of like your career you know totally the amount of the amount of influence that she has that Mm -hmm. is kind of scary that's a scary oh amount God. of power to have. So at some extent, you want to be considerate and be like, not trying to convince people to do what you're doing. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I was thinking maybe like, I don't know if that's something that she considers when she is not being vocal about her stance on politics um, because of the amount of influence she does have. Yeah, probably. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> like she has a whole team of people that whose responsibility is to make sure she doesn't misstep and then yeah. like she has to like eventually make some decisions for herself, which it seems like she's taking on more control on like her decisions recently yeah. just based on like how the Eras Eras tour went. But like that's such a scary place to be to like Yeah, I can't imagine that amount of pressure and that amount of power and then this like level of responsibility that I've inherited because of my career you know Mm, yeah um although the only thing I do have to say that is a little critical is how she will sometimes use feminism as a way to be like you can't bully me (laughs) 
does she do that well like the georgia and jenny line sure it was trite it was boring and stupid and i don't think that show is necessarily like good um they made like a the stereotypical like taylor swift writing about her ex-boyfriend joke and then she went on twitter to say something about it and she almost never isn't she like not very active on twitter i know i don't think so yeah and then her fan base destroyed that show because she knows she knows they're gonna do that yeah anyway she mobilizes I, I just I really just think her career is so interesting and then just kind of having someone who has been like a successful celebrity most of their lives like most of our childhoods and now into our adulthood we can that's why the Eras tour is so big because she's amassed fans along the way but then there are those of us who you know we've been we're around the same age as her so we've kind of grown up with her music and then like have hearing her re-record her songs as an adult is like that's the thing that I think is so sentimental about it because then it makes you remember like where you were at at that time in your life when that song first came out and you were that age and where you are now and like talking to yourself again or like remembering that I don't know I think it's really lovely and I yeah eras is big for a reason <laughs> absolutely yeah and her re-recording all of this too is like such like a a cool thing to witness also like her like she's always wanted to own her music and now she's kind of been strong-armed into doing it and nobody's listening to the old versions Mm -hmm. of her songs anymore because fuck scooter braun Mm -hmm. that was one of the bracelets i made for the eras tour i had a fuck (laughs) scooter braun bracelet but i never got to give it to anyone so i still have it but truly like it's been so empowering like when she announced the 1989 taylor's version because she loves getting people involved and it feels like she's having this renaissance of getting to do her career the way that she wants to and i think that Mm -hmm. that's also why this travis kelsey thing is like so exciting because it's like this is he's not an actor and he's not a singer and that's the only type of person she's ever dated and british like any flavor of brit are like the three types of dudes that she's dated in the past and now there's this like all american like she's like (laughs) i'm just like how much time until like things end and then we see him on the bachelor that act we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. That's a great segue into my next topic. is doing a deal with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. We have an ABC transition. Have you been hearing about the Golden Bachelor? Um, lightly. I've been hearing that everybody loves the the Bachelor himself. He is. I saw a preview and it was like very touching. He he's incredible. I watched it just kind of like. I was I had nothing else to watch. I was like, oh, it's on Hulu. I guess I'll turn it on. It's only an hour, so it's like a much smaller commitment than like the normal Bachelor franchise, which is like just too much. It's just too much television. But this Wait, is, is just it, an, how long are the normal episodes? Two hours. They've made it two hours now. Oh my god! Every episode is is two hours. It's they fucking absurd. We're sick of their shit. Yeah, but. He is truly the greatest. He was married to his high school sweetheart for like 43 years. And then mm-hmm. she passed away unexpectedly. And now he's like looking for love again. He like put his hearing aid in like in the first shot of the show. It's like a little rose gold hearing aid. And he's just like a hunk and has mm-hmm. just a heart of gold. He's a grandpa. He's hot. I he's saw just someone like- on TikTok explaining they're like, I cannot watch this show anymore because if anything happens to this man, I'm going to be outraged. That's I made a video today saying the same thing. I was like, if the producers fuck with this man, it's going to be on site because he was like crying in his intro. All of the women seem like incredible because they've had like all this life experience and like being petty Mm -hmm. is just like, you know, not. So I don't think it's going to. That's probably why they've shortened the episodes. There's not going to be like a whole lot of drama, I think, but. Who knows if it's The Bachelor and the producers are evil, evil people. I think shining a light on, like, people who are older than 30 is so, so good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how rarely do we see, well, especially older women, how rarely do we see older women in any form of media? We don't. And it's just like, yeah, women don't disappear after a certain age. Well, we have MILF Manor. (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh my god! I I don't. I'm just like I'm really excited for this. Art. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I'm really excited for this this new show, Chapter this new like Bachelor. spinoff that they're doing. Yeah, because it just I'll seems have to watch it. Like you're saying, like we don't get to see older women in media. All of these women are like beautiful. Their facts on their page are like has three degrees. Like is Ooh. a therapist. You know, it's like it's different from like the like grew up wanting to be you know like a princess ended up being a trust fund baby you know what I mean like that I feel like they don't Mm -hmm. give any substance to the women that are normally on the bachelor regardless of how interesting and and like deep they actually are they like portray them as these like bimbos but now Mm -hmm. like how how we're seeing these women be talked about I think like the bachelor franchise is actually listening (laughs) to what people want which is like to what extent are you listening to well because i mean what we see in media is going to start reflecting what's happening in real life and i think that what's happening in real life is women are just like yeah i don't want to deal with that shit 
Um, and I'd rather be single than date someone who is like this. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. And the bachelor's getting on board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fucking finally. It's going to be interesting to see how um, reality shows change over time. Have mm-hmm. you heard about all this, like, um, the lawsuit with Love is Blind that's happening right now? Oh, isn't it like, I, I I don't know a ton about it, but aren't they like suing them because everyone was like hammered the entire time? Like they're they, feeding they, them how alcohol essentially. Yeah. They don't have access to like filtered water. They have like tap water and that's it. Um, they said, the if you fuck? want to drink out of the faucet or the shower, that's like the only way that you can get water. There's no windows. So you don't know what time it is. Um, there's like not a lot of food available, but there's a ton of alcohol and they like mega manufacture what goes on one of the guys that that's suing his wife um was like really sick when they went to mexico for their honeymoon and she tested negative for covid she was feeling better but they were like you might test positive tomorrow you have to stay in the hotel room and then they manufactured all this drama between them and he was like i want like that he pointed he was like that's when i wanted to stop filming like they manufacture this after psychologically breaking you down that yeah they like moved around the clips to make it look like she's just like, I don't want to come out, but she's like sick. Yeah. And and that's why they drink out of those metal cups because I, honestly, I didn't watch any of the. <laughs> OK, well, they so they, they drink out of these metal cups that you can't see through them. And the reason they do that is because they switch around the clips so much that if the drinks are at different levels, it's obvious. So that oh, way you can't see. Oh, my God. Isn't that fucked up it's disgusting i know so anyway these two guys that were on it are are suing and they're pushing for there being mental health mental health professionals on these sets which is bonkers that they don't already have that because Mm -hmm. these people like when they go on the bachelor they like let them bring like a book and that's it and then they're forced to stay in this house and all that they can do all day is think about the person that they're dating and they break them down this is actually so interesting because I listened to a podcast. I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, um, there's multiple like seasons and whatever of it. Like they do a bunch of different stories and then sometimes it'll be a series. So the series I listened to is called Boy Gone Wild. And it was all about the Girls Gone Wild guy and how he started that. And that kind of like launched reality TV because it showed like how in a reality tv show you don't have to pay the talent as much as you would in like a scripted show um and they weren't paying these girls in girls gone wild (laughs) and it was also like incredibly predatory it was disgusting and the guy who started it is obviously a piece of shit disgusting human who is actually like there's a warrant out for him and he's like hiding away in mexico and he's like best friends with the fucking kardashians it's what so honestly if you guys are listening listen to boy gone wild because the whole story of this man is so interesting and it's called boy gone wild because they start with he he, like fucked with someone's daughter (laughs) so after this kind of like era of girls gone wild you know he's in his fucking mansion whatever someone breaks into his home and this man was like a hitman like hired to do this um breaks into his home is waiting for him to come home 
tapes him up, like ties this man up, hold like holds him at gunpoint and then has a camera pointed at him. And he like takes this like dildo out of it was in the, the guy it was in the guy's home. So he takes it out and insinuates that he's going to fuck him with this, but he doesn't. He like puts it on top of him. Uh he is recording him and he's like say I'm a I'm whatever his name is and I'm a boy gone wild and um the whole thing was like to break in and steal um these old tapes uh because they document a lot of like just predatory things that are said and done to these girls um so that's what he did (laughs) He, he, he didn't break in to hurt him he just broke in to fuck him up but I do really like the guy who explained who broke in and is explaining. He ended up getting caught, obviously, and like went to jail. Um, and he's like, well, I had a gun. And like when you have a gun, you are prepared to kill somebody if you have to. Like, yeah, that's the only reason you should have one. <laughs> right. And I was like, OK, thank you for saying the the quiet part loud. Uh-huh. Like, thank yep. you for actually like acknowledging that. Yeah. God, I mean, obviously, someone story. who like works for the fucking mafia is gonna. <laughs> do you want to hear my fun little factoid? I do more than anything. <laughs> so I saw a TikTok where this girl—I can't remember the whole premise of what she was saying—but she explained that only like twenty percent of people have self-awareness. And then I was telling Mr. Liz that, and he's like, "Where'd you get that information?" And I was like, "TikTok." So it's not really like a reliable source. So he looked it up, and he found this article by Harvard Business Review. And the person who wrote the article, um, their research team did this. Um, they conducted this like not experiment. Uh, I don't know. It's not like a survey. Anyways, they had 5,000 people participating in their, oh. like, research project, study. essentially. Yeah, study. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Big words. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the statistics are actually even lower. So somewhere between 10 and 15% are the amount of people who are actually self-aware. But 95% of people think they are self-aware, which is hilarious. It's so fucking funny. And then you, I mean, you can't help but like reflect and be like, am I self-aware? Well, like, yeah. How do they measure that? Um, so, I mean, that's why the fluctuation is between 10 and 15%. And like 5,000 people is a pretty big sample size. Yeah. Um, and they tied the article back to leadership. So I think they might have conducted this within um, businesses specifically, but their studies show that the higher up you are in management, the less self-awareness you have. And that makes sense. And also, like, how how often am I, like, talking shit about CEOs and executives? Like, uh-huh. uh, I hate the corporate life. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense because the higher up you go, like, the more people you are overseeing and the more uncomfortable people are going to be with giving you feedback because – they're afraid of retaliation. They're afraid they're going to lose their jobs. So you're less likely to have any feedback from them delivered to you. So I, that's one thing that I did appreciate about the job that we had previously is like your reviews are not determined on just your manager's insight because they're not the ones working with you on a day to day. 
Yeah. I mean, realistically, they're not. Realistically, they should be letting you do your fucking job because they have their own job to do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit there and hover over you. So we would have our peers review us and then we would also review our managers. And then yeah. our managers also reviewed us. So it creates a more level playing field for what you need to work on as a, a supervisor. Um, and it, it also shows like, so the higher up you go, the more experience you have. And since you are higher up in a role, you're like, well, I must be doing something right. So I know everything. And um, I also think it's a good point. Like you don't have the awareness of your own management style because you're not being managed by you. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Like um, the people who are going to have the best insight into how you manage are the people you manage. Mm-hmm. Right. N- not not the person above you. That person's not being managed by you. <laughs> no. And they're also, they should be a certain amount removed from what you're doing. That's why whenever mm-hmm. my old boss would try to tell me like I wasn't doing something well, I'm like, you pay Prove no it. attention. Yeah. There's less checks and balances going yeah. as, as you get further to like as you get closer to the top. So they I you mean, know, that's they also have why that's, yes that structure doesn't work, you know, kind of yeah. like a pyramid where you have one person at the top and then like it's like an MLM. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, I mean, hence pyramid scheme. Anyways, um, <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. And then another piece that they included was the best way that you can become self-aware and in this terms it's like you know talking about uh in the workplace um and listening to like feedback but they said like the best way to approach that and see changes is to have loving critics so people who aren't afraid to tell you the truth but also have your best interest in mind and I think like that's so important to have in friendships as well because don't you see that play out in friendships sometimes like maybe maybe less often as an adult but there's always people who have like drama in their friend group Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god you fight with your friends yeah that would make me physically ill (laughs) I know whenever I whenever I meet adults that have friend like friend group drama I'm like how like how do you have the time in the day to like care about this you know, and as you get older, you start weeding people out more and more. Like, mm-hmm. or that's at least how it's supposed to go. Like that all the time, though, and I think I that is crazy. I mean, you see it because, like, how, how this large percentage of the population, like eighty percent of people, and that's being generous. <laughs> that's, um, I mean, I guess that would mean like twenty percent. You know what? I can't do math. So ninety, not no eighty-five percent of people have no self-awareness yeah um and that's on the generous end of things like we see that they live among us <laughs> yeah I and mean- then also well you're always gonna have blind spots to your own personality and that always like if I if I get too high and think about that too much it freaks me out because I'm like how much do I not know about myself that other people know about me but that that alone is such a self-aware thought though (laughs) like the people that aren't self-aware are like thinking oh yeah they're not thinking about that they're not thinking about that they're like you know I'm I'm the one that's right because I'm so self-aware like Mm -hmm. I like I'm always right and everybody else is always wrong because I have a certain level of self-awareness and that's that that is zero self-awareness yeah and oh yeah there are there are so many well not everyone's gonna like me and I don't want them to yeah it's like okay Jan (laughs) sure (laughs) 
it's like, it drives mm-hmm. me nuts mm-hmm. the, the people that are always like you know they send like a litany of things that like someone did that was wrong and it's you know the same story over and over again in every friendship and it's like you have to look you at the common denominator here you don't think that's <laughs> not you yeah and that sucks obviously that's hard to see especially when somebody so badly wants friendships to work you know but Mm -hmm. then there are the people that are like well fuck i'm i'm right and like same with like romantic relationships when romantic relationships are always falling apart catastrophically it's like you need to have the self-awareness to be like okay what am i doing in this situation and a lot of people have that i mean not as many as we thought clearly but like (laughs) a lot like i think you know a good chunk of people that i know have that but also like a good chunk of people that i know don't and they're not able to identify that like they're the issue and you can't tell i mean like i yeah, would love how do you to tell be able someone? to just be like yeah it's like you're, you're can you're we look at the data here <laughs> let's right. look at some data and think about it as data don't think about it as like a personal attack you know mm-hmm. not i don't know it's yeah. not it's not a personal attack let's just look at some common themes in the different relationships in your life and when you put it into that perspective you can start to analyze like oh (laughs) I react in this certain way that isn't beneficial to me but I mean that's that's also just scraping the surface you know our we're designed to constantly be protecting ourselves which includes protecting ourselves from bad feelings and bad feelings come from shame. And we feel shame when we know we've done something that probably wasn't handled in the best way or was harmful to another person. And when we're confronted with that information, we're just like, la 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 la. I don't want to hear it. I am the victim. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like trauma plays a huge part in that too. A lot of people uh will shut down and like not have that piece of themselves, not, not be able to like look outward at all or inward at all as a way to protect themselves from feeling a type of way, like you're saying, like feeling a negative emotion because they're like psychologically and like not on purpose. What's the word I'm looking for? Not on purpose. What's, what's that word? unintentional no like you know when you breathe and you're not doing it on purpose that's a oh uh unconscious uh, yeah I guess yeah um, you're I, know what you, I know what word you're looking for and it won't I, I bet when we hang up is when I will remember it I can tip of my tongue it's driving me nuts but involuntary involuntary <laughs> I've been a, a word remember lately I did the same thing with Mr. Liz the other day when he was trying to like write something for work and he's like what is this word I can't think of it and then like two seconds later or a few minutes later I was driving and he was like talking to me about something and then I said the word <laughs> I was like amplify <laughs> he's like yes that's the word that's so fu- you know what pisses me off is when I can't remember a word and I like try so hard to remember it and then I finally do and then I hear the word like on tv like 10 minutes later I'm like You're like <laughs> if I would have just waited I and not put myself through so much of that through. Yeah, it would have. I, you know what? My life hack is going to thesaurus.com and typing in a word that is similar to what I'm yep. looking for and just kind of like keep, if I can't figure it out, I just keep going and like it's searching the only way different to do it. words. It is really helpful. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, uh, the self awareness conversation. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. Well, and you have to consider older generations. Like, they don't have any fucking self-awareness. 
And we know a lot of it is um, lead poisoning and like, (laughs) and the silent generation fucking sucked and like they needed commercial reminders to like be nice to their kids because their lead poisoning was even worse. But they were also, that's crazy, Liz. But that's, that's, you know, I'm right. No. Well, and like to an extent, like, like there's less and less lead poisoning, but like they've, everything had lead in it. Mm-hmm. They they were in a time where like they weren't being encouraged to think deeply about any of their emotions. Like that's, that's true. Like, they were like bury it down. Yeah, we've been Especially, dying from war and famine, and yeah, you don't know when your kids are gonna die. Like and like true going love to therapy and books. <laughs> like only like the sickest of the sick went to therapy. Oh, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. And like, yeah, well, it was and sometimes a- they would rather be like, um, let's give them a lobotomy before mm-hmm. we do anything else. Yeah, right. So it's like, I think that just like a lack of self-awareness was kind of drilled into them. You know, they were like, yeah, for protective measures. Yeah. And because like for protective measures and like, you know, for like the shame, like you were talking about, you and know, now like- they're in charge of stuff, which is terrible for us. <laughs> I they're starting to die. <laughs> I mean, they're starting to die off. Also, yeah, Mitch we're McConnell. Wa- we're watching Mitch McConnell sundown like every other week. The it it it's giving elder abuse. Like, oh yeah, this is absolutely elder abuse in a political platform. Yeah, it's obscene because yeah. they're like this handlers. person has no idea what's going on, so we can push our agenda through, and they have they already have this position. I am loving this younger generation that's like coming into House and Senate. I think that it was she's a House representative. Uh, her name is her last name is Crockett. She, mm-hmm. she with like the the Biden impeachment conversations that are going on. She just like flamed everyone in such like a perfect way, you know. And it's like mm-hmm. she just like didn't hold back. She said the word shitter. Like, she was just like, no, we're not playing nice anymore. Like, y'all are fucking ridiculous. Like, get back to your fucking jobs. And it was it was incredible to like, we need more of that energy. We don't need people like glitching out on the stand when somebody asks a question, you know? Oh, Jasmine. Jasmine Jasmine Crockett. Crockett. She does not fuck around. Like, no, she just goes all in. Yeah, like, she she really I'm does. I'm so glad she's getting more and more attention, too, because too. She, she does not stutter. Literally, she does not stutter. I hear him. (laughs) No. What does he want? It's a great question, Liz. That's how I feel about Grandpa. (laughs) Yeah, I think that he just just realized he hasn't been perceived. Yeah, he's laying on the couch right now. I'm truly amazed that he stayed quiet for 50 minutes because every night has been this. It's (laughs) it's. I was sitting next to you and be like, yeah, and I'm like, (laughs) what? what every single night i swear if anybody can hear through the walls they're like this this woman hates her dog i love him more than anything in the world but he's driving me up a fucking wall i woke him up he knew i was talking about him well should we wrap because this is is about to get kind of screamy in here the my one last thought and i don't think this is i'm not trying to point fingers at like younger generations like we're all learning and growing all of the time and I think that's important and we need to give people space to do that and forgive people when they realize like the mistakes that they've made um otherwise people aren't going to have the the motivation to want to change and learn and be different so seeing the lack of self-awareness over time is it shows up in new ways. Like 
people who do weaponized therapy speak and they continue to just mull over like past traumas and issues and and not grow from them mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry <laughs> purring into the microphone <laughs> he's um, agreeing with you but I do think it's important to like even like when you do choose to quote-unquote do the work like there is still going to be a subset of even those people who are not actually doing the work they're just learning the words that's the thing people logicize their emotions in a way that's just easy to explain away and then they think that that means that they're self-aware and it doesn't that's that's not where the work understanding your feelings and where your trauma comes from is great that is only the first step though because you can't use those explanations as like a way to justify doing something that hurts other people or maybe sucks and you need to take it to the next step and be like, okay, now that I'm aware of this, when can I stop this reaction in the moment and respond differently? Because that is going to be the only way that you can grow. <laughs> that, that's absolutely bonkers to me and also not surprising at all that the number is so low. Of I, hope it, I hope it increases and it'll be interesting to see if they... Um, I'm going to meet myself. Finish your thought. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how it changes over time. Like, I hope the number increases over time. I hope more and more people become self-aware. Yeah, Amelia's dog is barking, and we've been he's, recording for 55 minutes, so. He's he's decided that this episode is done. Okay, can you let me sing my song? Maybe you can sing with us. Should he sing us out? Yeah. yeah. Get him to All help. Right. We, we love you, our children. There it is. All right. He says, thanks for listening. He's like, um, I'm starting a podcast. Ruffin and Grandpa can start a podcast together. It could be a podcast, P-A-W. Ooh, I love that.